All right, we're recording. We're back. We're just laughing. I was checking my Podbean uh, subscription and that stuff. And aside from the U.S., we have great listeners in Canada, Brazil, and Poland. I don't even know if they let you have guns in Poland anymore. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they do. All right. We got my buddy John Litke here uh, from work. And Paul Jacobson's giving me crap. He goes, do you invite anybody but from work? I go, I will. It's just easy now. But anyway, so interviewing John, the agenda we got is he's been out at the hills hunt. We're going to talk about that, talk about East River deer. And then we're going to talk about the butchering and cooking recipes he's got. We talked about him last podcast because he's a meat hanger. This is what we talked about. So we didn't get to catch up. And I'll tell you about my ridiculous Black Hills experience last weekend during our kids' Christmas and that. But what happened on your hills hunt this year? You went out this year, right? Yeah. Uh, we got... We did a, a group application, but it was the first time we got tags in like, I think the last time we went was like three or four years ago. Really? So, I mean, and I'm sure that's been hashed on this podcast before, but the whole lottery application process for tags is just... Go ahead and scream like the libertarians oh we are. It's so bad. It's so bad that like in our home state, it's impossible for us to get tags. So yeah, I drew a tag for Black Hills with a group of other guys. And then I also grew, drew a tag for um, East River. And so the last time I had both of those was like three years ago. Um, I decided to take both of them. Did you have them. any tags in between that? No. For three years? Yeah. Except for the leftovers. We oh, yeah. Out, we went like last year. was part of that when we went out to... Where we were Lemon. 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 We went on, on that fiasco. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah. Um, as it stands right now, I figure it's probably going to be three years till I get a tag again, I suppose. Now, given I'm just applying for um, rifle, I'm not doing muzzleloader, I'm not doing archery or anything Do you have like a muzzleloader? No, I don't. Oh. Um, but I'm just doing rifle, so that's more one of the more high-demand ones. But still, when you're... Black Hills is a pretty big tag draw. Um, and then East River Counties, it kind of just depends on where you're at. Did you get so, buck? Yeah. Okay. I got buck for both of them. It was an any deer. Yeah. Or any whitetail, I should say. Yeah. Not an any deer, like... I applied for the any deer and didn't get it with like 14 years preference. The lucrative mule. The lucrative mule deer. <laughs> yeah, I know. Can't can go shoot them anywhere in Western, but to shoot them in the hills is so different. <laughs> oh, I know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so we took a... Uh, went out there with a group of guys. I have a buddy that... Um, his uh, parents are retired. They have a cabin out by like Deerfield Lake down by Hill City. Oh, yeah. And so we stayed out there. And Did you run any elk when you were there? Oh, yeah. We ran into a lot of elk. There's a, lot a of, ton lot of elk. Yeah. A lot of elk. Um, and there's snow out there, too. So a lot of elk, a lot of coyote track, and a lot of cat tracks. Really? Like I've never been out there before and seen so many predator tracks. I have a cat there. license in my pocket now. Oh, you do? Yeah. I have no know if I'll ever go out there. I don't, man, it. I don't know. I don't know. You could do a whole podcast on just cat hunting. That thing, that kind of scares me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did you hear just this week down in Arizona, Game and Fish um, euthanized three cats? For what? Because on a major, like, high-traffic hiking trail, they found three cats finishing off a human carcass. A human? Like, human. Human remains. Like, what, 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 how'd the person die from they them? Don't, they don't know if the cat killed the person because I guess there wasn't much left. Um, if the cat killed the person, or if, like, the person like died, or like if it was a murder or whatever. But anyways, the cats were, you know, consuming the human carcass. And then when the park rangers showed up, the cats showed like absolutely no fear and tried to defend the carcass or whatever. So then they euthanized all three of them because they're like, this is a major hiking trail. Like, 
they they just didn't want to take a risk. No, so. I don't. No, like the only thing I know about cat hunting is I've never even seen one. My buddy Jake that I've had on, mm-hmm. he's I think he's saying he only saw one. It was like when he was driving at night and he came around the corners and milled it yeah. out. But this guy, Tim, Tim Goodwin, he's the first one when they did that quota stuff to ever shoot two mm. in South Dakota. And then <coughs> I think my buddy Brett, his, I think it's like uncle or something, they were using a squawk box or whatever it was, and it was coming up stalking them from behind him. So that was kind of crazy. That's how big. Oh. That's a big cat print. Those of you listening, you can't see it, but I mean, it was as big as my hand. That's a the cat print. In the snow. That's a tom. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, you're deer hunting. What happened out there? Yeah, so we covered a lot of ground when we were out there. This is my first year using like Onyx maps. I mean, I know the area really well, and it's all like Forest Service roads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Onyx actually worked really good, except we still kind of reverted back to um, the PDF maps or whatever because that actually provided some better detail. Huh. on roads there's quite a few instances where onyx was like oh the road ends and it's like no it's still <laughs> like i can see the tracks like that's they where it said goes that on one podcast i listened to that their roads yeah still they're working on them cool yeah they're working on them. so it worked well we were out there for we were it was opening weekend so we were out there for three or four days um rut wasn't on yet so we didn't see like anything with horns like mm-hmm. nothing with horns plenty of does running around mm-hmm um, and uh, ended up taking a doe on the last day. Oh, you did shoot one? Yeah, I didn't I know did that. shot one on the last day. Got a doe. It's so, um, I, I just enjoy really hunting out there. The terrain, just being able to, I mean, it's a workout compared to hunting East River, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, East River, I'd say, is more like just set up and wait for them. Mm-hmm. Out there, I mean, you're you're moving around, you're going for them. And, and the southern hills there, um, I don't know if you know this, but that whole area was hit really hard by pine beetles. So all the big trees have like died out yeah. and all the trees are coming back now. Mm-hmm. So it's all what they call jack pine. So the pine trees, the last time we were out there, the pine trees are about three or four feet tall. So it's not a big deal. Now we're out there three years later and it's all like 10 to 12 feet really? tall. And so it's just like, oh my gosh, it's just, it's really hard to see. It's really hard to get through areas and stuff. I heard that so, in Hill City. I heard like a, a Jasper burn. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that too. I haven't really, yeah. Like I, say this. I hunt down by Custer. There's so much ground there. That yeah. Whatever. Good luck figuring out exactly where somebody hunts. But I like hunting by Custer and that stuff. Down that south part of the hills yeah. a lot. Um, so you shot a doe, and then what you? What did you do with it? Did you quarter it out there, or yeah. did you just bring it all the way back? So it was um, when coming back, it was like. It was cresting up into the, like, 50s yeah. or so degree, and, like, I didn't want to take any chance with that, so I had a cooler. I, I butchered the whole thing out, quartered it out and everything, um, threw it in the cooler, covered it nice. And so what did you do with the go. meat on that deer? Uh, that one, when I got back, I aged it in the fridge. I've been um, thinking about that. I got that old yeah. crappy garage fridge yeah. of people. Did you hang it and everything, or just put I it didn't, on dry racks? I just had it on dry racks mm. and, and, like, deboned a lot of it. And stuff oh, really? And, yeah, some of it I kept in, but a lot of it, um, like the rib racks and stuff like that for making ribs. Did you keep the rib racks? Yeah, this I year. That. I have a buddy that just cooked those recently, and oh my gosh, they're amazing. I, I never cooked deer thing. ribs. Like everyone usually like, just cuts the meat slices mm-hmm. between the ribs, um, but the full rack, and they shrink up a ton because there's not a lot of meat there, but I the meat that's think, there is really good. I think it's actually easier than cutting it. Yeah. Like all you do is just pop those bones and that stuff off the spine yep. and all of a sudden it's done. It's yep. like way easier than sitting there just sawing through everything. Yeah. I did it on, 
I put my well, this is last year because I was pathetic deer hunting this year, but I put my one on in an Instapot and tried pressure cook it. That was all right. It wasn't good. Yeah. But then I crockpotted the one like in that meat eater cookbook and then put yeah. it on my smoker. It like almost got too, you know, tender. Yeah. And I put in the smoker crisp up. It was awesome. Like yeah. the kids were fighting over it. Mm. But yeah, so it was good. The weather was really nice. The uh, they had quite a bit of snow out there, but it's been so warm that everything that was the south side of a hill was um, was melted. Yeah. But then you'd go on the north side and it would be about anywhere from a foot to 18 inches deep. <laughs> so the thing that's interesting out there is the deer, they really, like, they really just follow routines, habits. Yeah. And this, and we've been all over the place. And the one area that we came back to, again, is the same area we got deer in last year. And it's just like they pass it down from, to their young or whatever. And they're running the same paths, they're running the same trails, they're going the same direction. And so in the morning, they're usually, they're bedded down somewhere. And then as the sun's coming up, the sun's hitting the south side of the mountains. And sure enough, they're coming up huh. the south side of the mountains is where they're at. So you just get on a hilltop um, or at a bottom looking up either way, and you're going to see them moving. Um, but they blend in so much better out there too. The color of the whitetails are, are different. They're not a, they're more of a gray to their hide than the whitetails that we have East River. So it's like definitely it. color difference. So they're just getting a view of the terrain is a challenge. It's yeah. definitely different. I like, uh, I went muscle loading for one afternoon trying to quick pop a doe during mm-hmm. a family Christmas out in the hills where we got stuck. Instead yeah. of three days, five days with my cabin fever kill kids and maybe I kill myself. Oh my God, I closed <laughs> the interstate. Yeah. But like, I. Could not have hunted worse. Like, Jake was laughing at me. I was, like, so pressed. I'm like, God, quick shoot when they get back to the family and yeah. that stuff. I wasn't playing the wind or anything, right? All I did was get picked off. I was, like, walking right up to stuff oh, yeah. and that. But then, it, because I was, yeah. like, such a tool and that stuff. That, like, you, like, walk the hills, but it's, like, I always say, like, that low, slow, play the wind kind of thing. And I've done that where I just charged through, and I did that. I was, yeah. like, I'm 41, and I'm still being, like, yeah. a 14-year-old doorknob. Yeah. And... I didn't get one, but like if you're patient, <clears throat> even though it's hilly out there, the sound carries like yeah, crazy good, crazy good. Um, the last day that I was there, and, and when I took a doe, um, the the guys that were with me, like I went up to a hilltop. They had already gotten deer, and I was just holding out, hoping for some horns. But um, I was on a hilltop just waiting, and they like radio me, and they're like, "Where are you at? Where are you at?" And I'm just like, "Don't worry about it. Well, we're coming." And I'm just like, "Shut up!" <laughs> like. You got, like, I could hear you just quietly slam your door, and you guys are, like, hundreds of yards away. Like, the way the sound, like, ripples up through the hillsides and everything is way different. And maybe some of the altitude changes, too, because there you're at. Where we were at is about 6,200 feet. God, that's tall. Yeah, so it you get winded a lot quicker for us flatlanders that aren't used to that sort of altitude mm-hmm. stuff. Um, the other thing, uh, the last time I was out there, I got just completely skunked because I think it was... I blame the terrain and not being used to the terrain and judging distance completely wrong. Yeah. And so this year with a rangefinder out there, like every chance I got, I'm like ranging stuff. And I'm like, well, how far is that? How far is that? And I'm like off by like 60% every time. <laughs> They're like, oh, how far? oh, that's got to be like 350 yards. You range it 110. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was way off. You know, and then... We're like looking across this like gully from hillside to hillside. I'm like, you just see some deer rippling up through there. Oh, that's got to be like 700 yards, 325. Yeah. Like it's just, 
Oh, it's, it's what so What did you bring out there? Did you bring that new one of yours? Yeah, I got a, a Tika T3 Superlight. 6.5. Um, 6.5 Creedmoor. Oh, yep. And then, driver. yeah, it, it is a tack driver. I've been really happy with it. Um, it took little or no calibration to it. I mean, I bore-sighted it, and within five rounds, it was zeroed at 100. Yeah. Um, I zeroed it out at 200. The deer I shot out there was... So then it, it plays in with altitude, or the altitude messes with it, but also the the angle too. Uh-huh. So I was on a kind of a hillside and then looking down um, and my rangefinder compensates for it, but it wasn't enough of a degree change that it said, hey, change the yardage, you know? Um, so I ranged it at like 110, I think is what it ranged at or whatever. And there was a whole bunch of deer and jack pine. And I waited and I waited and I waited because there was a few doe standing around. I, I went for the largest one. Um, and, but then when I shot, like about 10 deer ran out of the jack pine and I'm like, oh crud, did I just miss an opportunity on the buck? Because they all went flying, but it was a clean lung shot. Um, hit her clean right through and then she just ran up the hillside and as she was running, she just, just spray, yeah. just huge spray. So I was like, yes. But then she went up over the hilltop and then just started barreling down <laughs> the other side. So then I was like, oh crud, how far are we going to go here? And she didn't go terribly far, but it was really steep. Yeah. So I radioed one of my buddies to come up, and we had to. So I left all my gear at the hilltop, and then we went down there and basically just took it like two, three steep steps at a time, Ugh. dragging the deer up over the hill. So to get it up, and then there's enough snow that you basically just get on the deer and ride it down like a snow. <laughs> like you can't. They're so they're so fast. If you ever get them on a hillside where yeah. it's where it's snow, I mean you can just let the gear deer go and it will just fly down yeah. the hill. They're so slick. On the snow, but that's awesome. Yeah. So, what did you do with that meat, though? You aged it, but then did you? I aged that one. Um, I aged that one. I only lost like a couple sections of ribs, is all, because it was a clean lung shot. I didn't bump any back straps. There's bruising on one front quarter um, that I cleared out, but that was about it. Um, I kept the hind quarters because I want to try doing hams with those or um, a roast, uh, and then cut the back straps and. And, and whole and then I'll make steaks with those I age those extra long I like doing that aging mm-hmm. them so I age them in the fridge for about two weeks or better um, just with like on a drying rack and then saran wrap over the top of them so they don't get too dried out and stuff um, you can go quite a ways I think people have a perception that um, you know oh you gotta get in the freezer right away and stuff and it's like if you realize like from the time that an animal's killed to when you buy it in the grocery store is like a pretty significant amount of time yeah. And they're adding like preservatives and other stuff to that meat oftentimes to keep it fresh and red looking. So as soon as, you know, meat gets a non-red color, whether that be like a dark purple or a gray or something, people just automatically think like, oh, it's bad, you know. Mm-hmm. But believe me, like you'll know it's bad. Like it gets a funk <laughs> to it and you'll you'll know it's bad. John's one of these old school grizzly Adams looking sons of bitches and Likes bush light, quarters have aged meat. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus, not in that order. <laughs> and fine, Wisconsin Jesus. Yeah. Bullshit Packers, man. But whatever. <laughs> hey, I hope the Vikings beat the Saints this weekend. I, really I do, do too. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. I don't have a lot of fun. I would really me. welcome you guys coming to Lambeau Field. Yeah, week. we should be cracking beers. <laughs> I got to tell this sidebar story. I sent a picture to Johnny this morning at work. I shot a wood duck. I don't even know if this is illegal, but my one buddy wanted to mount one, so I gave it to him. He gave me a 30-pack of bush light, and I go, it's the best-tasting duck I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, so uh, then the second one, 
I have a nickname for this buck. I've been waiting to say it. Oh, the, yeah? So your East River buck. Tell me yeah. about that. The So the East River one, uh, I got it from Minnehaha County, which is just out by where my parents are at. They're retired out west of Sioux Falls here about 30 minutes. But um, I got, I really wanted to get my boys, uh, my two younger boys, uh, out deer hunting. And they've, they've shown interest in wanting to do it and stuff. And but they're not at the point where I can do a mentor tag or anything yet. Mm-hmm. I just need to get them trigger time is what I really need to do, and I haven't done a good job about that. Um, and then hiking out in the hills would just be too much for them, I think. Yeah. Because um, it is. It gets pretty tiring and stuff um, being out there. So this year we, we set up out here, and I knew that they weren't going to be very good about being still and moving around. You so, set up your own blind, too. Yeah, so I got a ground blind, like a hub one, like what you did. Uh, and so set them up going out and... By the time East River was open, I could go like that was around Thanksgiving. When we had that snowstorm, and it was, it was cold. Yeah. Like it was really cold, and so we had the buddy heater, and we had that, and we had, <laughs> we had hot chocolate, and we had all the snacks and everything. And you know, we get out there, and they're like, "Man, Dad, this, this deer hunting is pretty great. Like I could do this all the time." <laughs> and I'm like, "Believe me, like this is like honeymoon deer hunting right now, guys. Like, cause we we literally walk like." maybe 60 yards oh i know where you're 60 at. yards from my parents like garage like out and then just <laughs> and the deer come across all the time because down the road there's a um there's a dairy operation and they have a huge silage pile oh, nice. out there and so the deer go over there and eat all the time and they just run through the same routes all the time so and i have a game camera out there so we know the routes that they kind of run and stuff so we knew we were there but um did you go out early or? Yeah, I went out the the morning. Well, so we tried a morning, and they just weren't moving around that time. Yeah, it was always moving in the weird. evening. Yeah, and clearly the rut was starting to kick in and stuff, and so uh, we just started going out there every night. So I'd run out there about the last hour of shooting time, basically. So we did that every night, and then um, we had a few bucks on the the trail cam, and the one I was after. Go figure, like, the two times that we didn't go out there, that's when he was there. Yeah, that's how it always goes. The one night my dad called me up and he's like, hey, that one you're looking for, he's, like, out in the front yard right now. He's literally, like, 50 feet away. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? Of course, that's how it works. But um, So we waited out, went a few more nights and stuff, and then one of the last nights that we'd be able to make it out there, um, we were watching does, because every night there was does. Like, yeah. there was no shortage of deer. Um, and we were watching plenty of does run around and stuff. And were they running in that public and all that stuff too? Yeah, so they were kind of they move all over out there. There's John's public parents. Li- they live like in this cool little sweet spot, kind of by public. In yeah, around a slough. There's public on by... two sides of it. Oh, that's right. I forget about that. Out yeah, of the west and the south. Yeah, and then the north is all. The north was really good. The uh, the farmer to the north, he wasn't able to put in crops this year because it was so wet. So he did yeah. cover crop, and oh. he planted like. Um, some sort of a grass, and then he planted like radishes. Really? Yeah, and I guess radishes do really good at pumping nitrogen back into the ground, and like the deer love radishes. Like I thought they were beets because they were like, I mean, like they were big. Like some of them are out there. You think they're the size? Were they eating them, or are they eating the tops of them, or what? They eat the tops and they eat the radish really? itself too. And I don't think it's like hot like a radish like uh-huh. we think. It's a different yeah. radish. Um, but that was really good for the deer. They huh. really liked that. That's awesome. Yeah. And then they don't do anything with it. They just leave it there and then they'll till it up and stuff. But some of them were like, it was like the size of a soccer ball. Some really? of the radishes, they were massive because they like water. So 
Huh. We had plenty of that this year. Okay. So, yeah, the uh, the last night we were there, um, we had just a few minutes left of shooting time. And we were watching this doe move around, and then out of nowhere we see this one one, one buck pop up. And we'd been watching him for a while, just hadn't seen him up close at all. And he pops up, and he has one antler. Is all he has. So here's how I'm like, you shot a unicorn, man. Unicorn. You shot a unicorn. You so, have a unicorn so, tag. <laughs> unicorn tag. So there's a there's a cartoon movie from a couple years back called Open Season. Oh it's yeah. About hunting. And there's <laughs> the, the, the yeah. So my kids, the first thing my boy says, like, Dad, you shot Elliot, which is the stupid deer with the one antler, or whatever, out of there. So, oh my god! But this was the first time I had seen him not on a trail cam, and I was surprised. Like he was for having like one antler, and it was just sheared off clean. And after I got him, he uh, I don't know if it broke off in the velvet or where it was, but I mean you could see a spot where it was supposed His to be. one horn was nice. Yeah. It was like thick. Oh yeah, it was thick horn. <laughs> for, like... I mean, it was a strong four point. And his body, I mean, he was huge. Really? He was huge. And I was fine with taking him um, because then the more recent trail cam pics I got of the other one that was the really long tined 4x4, his body was actually really small. So oh. he must be significantly younger. And as far as I know, nobody got him. He's mm-hmm. still roaming around out there. So hopefully, maybe he'll, hopefully he'll make it and not get hit by a DNA. Yeah, not get hit by something on the road or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we we took him. um, We were just running out of time, and he was. What those boys say? Oh, they were excited. Oh my gosh! So when they first saw that we had a a how old are your boys now? Uh, Like eleven and eight. Twelve and eight. Okay. Twelve and eight. Um, When we first saw that that doe moving down at the corner, and then we started seeing the corn stalks moving, I'm like, oh, there's a buck in there. There's got to be. And so he popped up and just, they had been bedded down in the corner of the field and they started slowly walking towards us. So I'm like watching the clock constantly. Yeah. Just like how many minutes do I have left? How many minutes? And they just kept getting closer and closer. And I ranged them and first they're like at 275. And I'm like, oh, that's, I don't, a, poke. that's a poke. And so they got closer and closer and then he started getting closer and closer. And then it got down to where I had like two minutes left to shoot it all. And then he just stopped, and I ranged him, and he was at 212. Oh, perfect. And I was like, good. And um, shot him at 212, and I wasn't sure if I hit him right away. Um, I was pretty sure I hit him, but he came running, like, straight at us, like, straight at the ground blind. And so there was uh, some strips of corn just to our west all set up, and uh, he... uh, uh, came up and then he stopped there. Well, at that point, like I couldn't range him because there's so many corn stalks and everything else. And so I, I just shot low and hit him. I ended up, I didn't actually damage the back straps, but I hit like one of his vertebrae across the top of his back. Huh? Like just naked enough. And he just dropped hard. Nice. Right there. And so it was like half the distance of, you know, what it would have been or, or even less. Probably he was like 50 yards at that point. So he ran like 150 yards towards us. So it was a lot less further to haul. So then we got him, and, and at this point, my boys were just freaking out because they were really excited. And they were We were going on like day six being mm-hmm. out there, so they were kind of like really getting impatient and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys, like we're seeing deer every night. Like just just shoot one already, dude. Why don't you just shoot something? <laughs> and he's like, who cares? We just want a deer. And so we got him, and... He got out and my boy just took off and just ran towards him and I figured the deer was down and uh, <laughs> oh you just wait <laughs> just wait yes just wait here 
So uh, we figured the deer was down, and they go just running over there, jumping up and down, all excited. Uh, they get over there, and the deer's not there. And I was like, oh, boy, where's it at? You know, did he take off, or what is he doing? And so then they started heading out one day, and I hear one way, and I hear one of them holler, hey, he's down here, he's down here. And we got down there and, and got to him, and he was very much still alive. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, which was surprising because I was like, oh, I thought I had a hard hit on him and stuff, the way he dropped. And um, he was... Was he standing? No, he was on his front. Hind crawling? Front. He was on his front and he was crawling. So at this point, I just felt sick. I'm just like, geez. I'm like, I I feel like, man, I just suck at shooting. Like, I just hate seeing an animal suffer suck like that. Um, <laughs> I do. And, and so... You don't. I um, do. <laughs> yeah, so that I, I felt terrible at that point. And uh, that, you know, it wasn't necessarily a clean kill. And so then he gets up and he starts trying to run away. And he's like grunting and like deer, deer noises I've never heard before. And, and, and so that my boys run around the other end and they're like, you know, hands up, like going to stop him. I'm like, guys, get away. Like he's pissed right now. Like he was really pissed, you know. And so I was just like, let him breathe, let him settle down, let him do that. How far was he away? And we were like within 10 feet of him. Oh, yeah. And so he's revved up. Yeah, he was revved up and stuff. And I was like, let him breathe. Let him settle down, you know. Well, at this point, then my dad came running down from the house because he saw I dropped the deer. And he got down there. And I hated to put another bullet in him and like ruin meat and stuff like I that. I shoot him in the neck. And so, I well, I didn't want to root the neck for Don't either. get me started on this. I didn't want to. Part of the next. Go yeah, ahead. Go I ahead. Well, yeah, we can talk about no, you got CWD it. later. But no, um, I'm ta- I'm talking about your neck rolls. Anyways, go. Yeah. So what'd um, you do to him then? So one of my, bu- <laughs> I in the past, like um, I've just taken and and uh, slit the throat usually right you're up one tight. Of most, Jake does that. I'm the biggest like. Ugh. Yeah. So like slit the throat like right up top. Yeah. Like really close. You're not hurting the neck roast or anything. Um, that's what I did to the one out in the hills and stuff. Um, but then it, it hurt some of the neck roast, it turned out, because I couldn't get up underneath there good enough. And so then one of my buddies said, he's like, well, you just take your knife and you just stick it through their eye socket. What? Yeah, is what you do. And so... I'm learning a lot if this is true. Yeah, so... <laughs> Did. I, can, I can tell you what, it, I would not do that again. That was... So I was like, well, I'm going to try this. Um, and so I, I was able to settle him down a little bit, and then I kneeled on him. Anyone and watching, it, which you're not, I'm yeah. like sitting here. So, you, you getting queasy? You no, queasy I don't. I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to. I don't get queasy. Yeah, so I had, a, I, had a knee, I had a knee on his neck, you know, and he was he was just breathing calmly. Held him down with one antler and then, you know, put a knife through the eye socket just to did fish and clean the inside. No, it did not. He didn't flinch. He didn't do anything. Um, oh. And he... Uh, but he actually didn't get pissed off or anything either. So I'm thinking, what the heck's going on? So then um, I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm at the wrong angle. So I'm then moving the knife around trying to finish him off. Oh, my gosh. And it was, I didn't yeah. see the podcast going this way. No, no. So <laughs> it, yeah, so that, and I don't know where, I had a buddy that said he read that in like Field and Stream or something like that, but I tried and tried and I could not, oh. could not. And I had a, um, Oh, three and a half inch, four inch blade, oh. something like that. Oh. And I figured that'd be really clean, but then that wouldn't work. So then I ended up having to, um, uh, I I shot him once right through the back yeah. of the head, right behind the antlers, oh. and then just went 
through the back of the head and then out of his 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 uh, like under his tongue or whatever is where the bullet yeah. Is. So, Does that work? Well, just wait. That oh. works. Yeah. 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 So, so if you've heard that, I've tried it and it's yeah. He and then he got really pissed off at that point. So, um, in hindsight, like and, and even in the in the moment, like I I felt sick. I honestly just felt like nauseous sick because I'm like, geez, this animal is suffering. I thought I could put it down cleanly. I wasn't able to put it down cleanly. And that just that's just really frustrating. Huh. You know? I've and never so, heard of that. Yeah. So your buddy, liar. Yep. Anyways, so when you butch did you keep that neck growth? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So here's we're gonna skip ahead to this thing. So I sent a picture from that antler chef dude from up in Canada that was on yeah. Rogan's podcast. And we're on Instagram, all we do is send memes and deer hunting pictures to each yeah. other and message. And so I sent pictures, bone-in necros. And John, you've done it. Have you done it multiple times? Yeah, so I did um, uh, the same buddy that gave me the advice of putting the, the knife through the eye socket. Did he give you at least some talked, good advice? He talked to <laughs> um, a while back here when um, Doug Duran was in town. Yeah. And he talked to him when they were out at that uh, brewery in Valley Springs. He was out at Valley Springs? At some point, yeah. And so he talked to him and said, hey, what do you think of the CWD and the Necros? Like, what is, what's the concern around that and stuff like that? And he's like, honestly, like, it's... And if you read up on it... What do you mean Hank Shaw? Or maybe it's Hank Shaw, yeah. Hank Shaw is an animal. Yeah. Like, I literally just yeah. saw this morning... It sounds terrible. When I'm on the can. <laughs> I, was, I saw he was making a bunch of stuff. Hank Shaw was out there. I was going to go that out was to That was who it was, I bet. Hank Shaw's the man. Yeah. God. The thing is, like, if you look at CWD, yes, it's bad. Um, there's no way unless you get, there's, like, glands under the neck and something else that they can, like, test in a lab and find out if the animal has it. If you see animals with it, it's, like, like the equivalent of, like, a stage four. Like, I mean, they're on the way down. But they can have it early, early on, kind of like people have cancer early, early yeah. on, have no idea. That being said, yes, there's a lot of concern around it. They don't have a cure for it. They're not sure exactly what's causing it other than it is carried from animal to animal. But the other thing is, as far as we know, it is not transmittable to humans. Yeah. It is not. You're like but, a new gen. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. It doesn't about, transmit so to humans. And I, don't, the, I, I don't test myself. Yeah, the, um, do the whatever it is, the spores or whatever, like you can't kill them, I guess. Like they're able to survive like... I think it was on Rogan's podcast. They talked about like Isn't they can it like survive days or weeks or something. Days or like weeks, that? like they can I survive. That. I was with that Doug Dern, that yeah. scientist. Where it's like, like a protein. Or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. a protein. It can survive like fifteen hundred degrees Fahrenheit or something stupid. Like, I, I mean, it's kind of like a cockroach after a nuclear weapon. Like it's yeah. not going anywhere, you know. Um, but that being said, like if I had gotten any of them tested, I would have gotten my Black Hills one tested because that's where they found the CWD. But if you look on the map, they've never found anything East River, South Dakota for no. CWD. No, they Which found is weird because it was in Colorado, made its way across Nebraska, is in Wisconsin, is in Western South Dakota, but has been nowhere in Eastern South Dakota. You know, I don't know enough about it, but I must say this. Like some of those places have like, I say more pen-raised animals. You ever yeah. notice that? Yeah. Like here... I guess there's probably a few, you know, you see a few of those yeah. captive elk ranches and that stuff, but I don't really, everything's so dang wild yeah. here that it's not like, and you hear a lot about like, oh, it gets into that captive stuff and yep. the deer like nibble between fences and that stuff. But they said that like all the ones that they found out in the hills out West River has been like either, well, it's been some whitetails, but it's been a lot of elk too. Mm -hmm. 
um, which is kind of concerning. But I think they've got it like at that one jewel. Like they've yeah. got that sharpshooter hunter thing they're trying to do in February here. Like yeah. you got to give a full week, prove your shooting yeah. proficiency, but then like you can hunt elk for a week and they donate yeah. some of the good meat or whatever. So, yeah. I don't so know. So the thing is when you're butchering too, it's the to try and debone a neck is next to impossible. Well, let me ask you this. Let's get back into that. So you you whack and stack on both sides. How do you get that esophagus out? I've never done it. I've the tried the esophagus. Oh, the yeah. esophagus? You can cut the esophagus if you come down the middle in the You're front. right down the middle. You, you can kind of peel it out, fillet it out. Like butterfly almost kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, and it comes out. Spatch and necks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, the neck on the, uh, the East River, or sorry, the West River, the dough I got was just a single piece like that. But the, the East River on this buck I got, like his neck was just huge. Like I got... I cut it in half, which so you got two rows out of it. Yeah, and, and cutting so, it in half is like really tough to do to you, like weasel your knife around in there. Oh, you actually, did it out in the field? No, I did it at home. Oh, I did it at home. So I brought him back I in full sawzalls. So <laughs> back up a little bit. When I come to find out, I had to do. It feels terrible. Like compared to like when I shot the deer out West River, it was a clean lung shot. Went down good. This one come back, you figure I had to take three shots on it. Uh-huh. Found out that my, my first shot was good. And that I came through, clipped his lung, and then went back and took out his gut. Is what had happened. But his stomach was so... He had been eating like corn and grass and silage. That like pressed and his, <laughs> his stomach was literally like the size of a basketball. This buck was. And it's like the okay. bullet got lost in that and just like split it out in his gut. And so the bullet went in and actually never fully exited because he was so full of basically like just food. And so um, when I when I cut him open, that's when I realized that, oh man, I did hit him really good yeah. the first time. And if I had just left him, he probably would have just died yeah. out and stuff. Um, but since I was at my parents um, and I just strung him up with a game oh, hoist out there. there. Yeah, so I strung him up with a game hoist after I gutted him out. And then since he had, you know, it was a gut shot. It wasn't clean. Um, Had a nice garden hose out there. I know. I've used that garden hose there. Washed and washed. Yep. Washed that deer out so it was clean as can be. So I didn't have any meat loss from any of that. Because you could just scrub it clean pretty much. Then did you put it back in your vehicle and bring it home? Or did you leave it Uh, I let it hang out there overnight just to chill and stuff um, from the deck uh, that my parents had. They had like a walkout house. And then... I brought it back and I, I was doing some looking because I know the deer was really stressed. I mean, when you try to gouge its eyes out with a knife, you know, it doesn't go well. But uh, I was reading anywhere from like a, a stressed deer and like an older buck. They recommend like... Can't wait. Guys are saying like... gets a hold of this podcast. I know, I know. I'm sorry. You um, gouged a unicorn. I know. You little gnome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're saying if you have an older deer, at least the, the forms that I found, they're saying like... They should you should hang it and age it like eighteen to twenty one days. Holy cow! Um, just because it's just it's stressed, it has a lot more. And you notice like if you hit a deer that's really cleanly cut, there's not um, there's not as much blood, there's not as much bruising, um, there's not um, there's not as many just fluids and Have stuff you ever in general. It's like when you're butchering out a deer, like <coughs> you don't shoot clean. Like say like I like to cut the front front quarters off. I gotta show you this picture from Dale, my tattoo guy too. But like you cut the front quarters <clears> off, <throat> and they're almost like rigor mortis, like they're clenched up from the stress. Oh yeah. You know what? Like I did. I'll be the first. Day. I haven't hit mine clean this year. I spined him. Get a load of this. So Dale puts this in there. Three hundred degrees, seven and a half hours. Yeah. 
Look at how those bones peeled out. They just peel right out. That was a front entire. Yeah. Dale's from just comes Louisiana. Yeah. New Orleans, so he doesn't hunt. <laughs> yeah. But um, I get he loves venison, so I give him the two front quarters yeah. bigger, and I shoot a deer again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, but the one thing I noticed about those is like, I thought they were like kind of like hard, mm-hmm. but he cooked the heck out of them. Yeah. Loved it. But so this one, one this one I aged in the gra- I hung it in the garage for like. Um, a little over two weeks is what I did. Oh my gosh. Um, but at the same time, like I have a temp probe, like a digital temp probe out in the garage. What? And so That's I kept it, asking. I kept it, um, you don't want it freezing. Uh, so I kept it basically below 40 degrees all the time. So you want about 33 to 37. What, so it was, I gotta make sure I get this right. Cause Corey, Jared and I were all talking like, I don't have that in my garage. Like if, you know, it's better to be cold, you know, I kind yeah. of thing. Do you do you have a heated garage? Yeah. Do you you have do you have any sort of you know I doubt anybody here can just garage, but do you have any sort of cooling in your garage? Uh no, not really. So you just would like let's say control like open up doors and that yep. stuff and turn down the heat. Yeah. So I turn the so, heater off. Yeah. But like when my my wife would pull in the vehicle would naturally heat up the garage yeah. and stuff like that. So I have like an attic area that I have like a door I propped up so all the hot air would go out. Oh. Yeah. And then that. I'd crack the garage door and kind of regulate it that way. Um and then and and get it to where it was temp wise. So, so how so, did that stuff turn out? It it turned out really good. It was actually pretty tender. Um, I I left the hide on. Do you um, like that? I don't know. That, I so don't know re- I'm a bone out guy. Yeah. But just so the reason I'm the reason I did that warm. when you when you start drying it like that, it just the meat turns to leather. Literally, it turns to leather, and that's fine because it seals up. It doesn't let any anything in, or you anything. trim all that off. Like I, you know, I know, like there's guys I know will have to turn it off quarter inch and that stuff because it gets a little. It does. Much. Well, nothing wrong. I've and, had your steaks. Yeah, awesome. and and you have to trim that off. So like uh, a couple years ago, when you and I went deer hunting out there, yeah. that one I aged, and I I skinned the whole thing and I aged and it like turned to leather on the outside, and you actually lose a lot of meat. Yeah, from that you lose a lot of meat. Do you think it tastes like? That one episode of Meteor, and after I heard it, I go, yeah, do you think it, and I like it, so I preface yeah. that, do you think it tastes almost blue cheesy a little bit, uh, after it ages a little if bit? If you age it really long, I haven't aged it that long, like, you can, you can go long. quite a ways. I know you can, you're See, a freak the, like the that, thing, though. no, it's not. You look, like, there's all these things on YouTube where people are buying, like, steaks from the store, and they get, like, these steak aging bags or whatever yeah. in their grow and they're like, here's the the 60 or the 90 day ribeye. Yeah. And I'm just like, and yeah. you go to steakhouses. You're right. And they're minimum aged like a month. You're right. You know, and so when you're aging a deer like two weeks, it's like, well, that's I nothing. I have no like, problem aging. I just don't have what you have. You know, like. I don't have much. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. But like my problem is if, if it hit an eight degree spell, it'd just be a rock up there. You know what I mean? I don't have a heated mm. garage, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. I've just got a garage. Yeah. And that's, and like, well, coming out wall, like, you know, like you said, 50 degrees, well, I'll throw it in there. I should have yeah. changed it. Yeah. But like, I also do stuff different. Like this year was bad. Like I kept the heart. I gave those quarters away to Dale. I kept all the back quarters and I love burger. I yeah. Promise. So I'm grinding all that. I kept the tender ones and the back straps mm-hmm. and that stuff. So like this year, <laughs> Getting married for the third time, having nineteen kids now is <laughs> the least dear me I have. So now yeah. I'm kind of worried about my stupid burger bill coming yeah. up. But like, God, I don't know. I just like I was, I wasn't even debating because I do what Corey and Jared do, 
But like I told him, like the last podcast, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, check it out. Like you need to age it. You have to. So when you're shooting a deer and it runs out, it's just like when you do a workout. When I was, and you have, and and after a workout, your muscles naturally have all this lactic acid in there. And if you don't get that out, and the only way to get it out is one, you know, drink a whole bunch of fluids and relax and get it out of your system after a workout is Uh one way to do it. Well, the deer's dead. So aging is your only option to get all that lactic acid. Yeah, man. Because I, I think when I was a kid, we had like an uninsulated garage too, and they'd take yeah. the skin off because it was uninsulated and they didn't want it to freeze on it and stuff. But my, garage is, my garage is insulated. I just regulate the temp of the garage. Yeah, they just, my parents would just leave it hanging for like 10 days, just like yeah. you did. And that's how I grew up with deer and that yeah. stuff. I love it. And then I come out here and I don't do it. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. But, anyways, my point was that's awesome. So you've got three sections of necros now, right? Yeah. The one off the, yeah. So interesting thing about that is three sections of bone with the CWD, the, it's in the nervous system. Three sections of bone. Yes, if you want one. (laughs) Um, The, uh, the, the, the CWD resides in the nervous system. And when you cut the spinal column at either ends or the, the neck at either ends, you can see where the spinal column is. And uh-huh. it just looks like it's about the size of your pinky yeah, it's just and it's just clear. And so I was looking at it and, uh, and, and I was able to get the neck straight and I was like, you know what? I, I bet I can just clear this out. And so I took like, uh, I can't remember if I had like, I don't remember what it was. I had something. It was like uh, either a piece of, um, I can't remember if I was using a chopstick or a skewer or whatever it was. And I just rammed that through, just holding the neck upright in the sink. Really? Rammed it through, cleared it out, and the thing just came out like a like a big noodle, basically. Oh my god! And then and then ran water through it, a ton of water through it. So you look down now, and it's just like clean. You can look all the way through. So even if it had CWD, there's no spinal column in there at all. I mean, it's just bone and meat is all it is now. So I figure I'm I'm good to go there. Oh my gosh! I love this. This is my favorite podcast. It's like one of the low-key weeds last month. So there I was, stabbing a unicorn in an eye. And then I took out this needle yeah. of CWD. Yeah. Out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So but, what did you do with the rest of it? Are so you, everything. Are you grinding and all that? No, I haven't. I was going to do that later because I got everything like before the holidays. and we had John's got like pro meat cut and stuff. You and, was it you and your brother-in-law? With yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. Oh we got gosh. the grinder and the mixer and the stuffer and the smoker and... All the tubs and everything yeah. to store the meat and stuff. So where do you get your seasoning? That place down here. So we used there? to grab it at like uh, the Excalibur stuff over at Hobart or whatever. Yeah, that's. But um, some of that stuff got kind of expensive, and a lot of the things now you can just get your own. I like making with. my own too. Yeah, I think it's. I think a lot of it's better. Have you better. been down to that tea shop downtown? They got a bunch of meat seasoning. Brooke bought me two. Yeah. I only used one. The thing but with, they're awesome. Yeah, the thing with meat seasonings is there's a lot of. They always throw in like anti-caking agents, and they throw in like. Oh yeah, John's John's um, a little bit of a hippie here with that well, stuff. You don't yeah. like uh, what? You don't like the pink stuff and bacon. What's that called? That Nigerian stuff. Yeah, yeah. you don't like that. that and doesn't you don't like that. that. Yeah. The way they I do it care. is salt. I froze freeze everything, so yeah. I don't care. We haven't had nitrates until recently, and salt is just fine. But the the problem with the premix seasoning. So my wife's a celiac. Yeah, so she has right. to be gluten free. So most seasonings have some you sort make of your own, then, right? Yeah, most yeah. seasonings have are not gluten free. A lot of them are not gluten free. The trigger ones are all gluten free for the most part. Oh really? And I bought one of those recently, um, like their beef rub. I got it open and I paid for this container like ten bucks for this like eight ounce container, 
And I was like, this better be good. And I get it home, and I'm like, this is the same stuff that I make on my own. I sit there. Like, the exact same mix, same flavor, same smell, everything. My favorite thing in the world to do is I never use a recipe, and I do whatever comes on. I'm like, oh, I'm on a parsley. Guess it's going to be basil. That kind of stuff. Everyone's like, it's great. Well, enjoy it. You're never having it again. Never having it again. Yeah, because I mean, like, what's fun is to throw crap together. Cool. Yeah, so I'm going to do that here in, in January, February time frame. Um, Cause I got like a freezer full of meat right now. Yeah. So I'm gonna process a bunch of it. I want to do some summer sausage, like serve a lot type um, summer sausage, and then um, roast off a bunch of stuff. I want to try the hams you guys did and the the. I wouldn't take Rob was supposed to be. You're the first guy of 2020 on the podcast. Rob was supposed to be yesterday, but apparently had the sniffles. Oh, jeez. I know, I know, but he's got to quit smoking those his, Yeah. Oh. The heat bomb. Rob <laughs> smokes a lot. Felipe. Felipe. That's his nickname. But like, uh, his was way better than mine, I thought. Yeah. Well, my, mine was the meat, straight up meat eater one. He made his own concoction and yeah. that stuff. It was pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, smoking those hands were, mm-hmm. that game feed was fun. Yeah. But yeah, did you keep heart? Uh, I kept one of the hearts. Uh, the other one was all shot. sort of messed up. Yeah. I would have really liked, if I hadn't gut shot that buck, that thing had a lot of call fat on it. But it I was just, sat there and held mine, and I went, no. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm going to try it. Try it so the one thing I want to do yet, and I think I might try this weekend, um, you know, do you have a pressure washer? I do, but i got to get it run. It's a gas one. Oh, I've been around for a while. So yeah. I want to try, uh, I've been looking at, because I want to try tanning my own deer hides. Did you keep yours? And Yeah, I kept them. And I got one in the freezer and one in the fridge, all just wrapped up in like a garbage bag. But anyways... Found out this YouTube video is a great thing, but um, typically you use like one of those dull like yeah. blades to get and it off. A bunch of borax and or whatever. Yeah, and so these guys said, "Screw that! Use a pressure washer to clean the hide." And I'm like, "No!" And look it up on YouTube. These guys are doing it, and they just set it out. And a pressure washer will not. You have to have at least about 1500 psi. Yeah. A pressure washer will not puncture the skin, but it just cleans the meat clear off, and they can clear the whole hide. What are you gonna in do a matter of like 15, 20 minutes. Tan it and have a rug. I don't know. I think that's cool. I'm yeah. just wondering what you can do. I don't do know that. if I'd put it, I don't know. I think it'd just be cool to have a deer hide. Hell yeah. So the one from the hills is a really good color to it. Um, and this other one I got is a really big one because it's a big deer. Yeah. So I don't, I kind of wish I had a scale so I knew what his hanging weight was. But man, when I when I pulled him up with a game hoist, which has like a pulley system, I mean, it was I was working to do it. Like yeah. he was heavy. It doesn't look tall from your picture. You yeah. Me. So I'm gonna try tanning it. You can get um, they sell it at the at Shields. They have like a tanning compound. But the main thing is pressure wash the hide off till it's all clean, and then basically you just cover the whole thing with kosher salt, non-iodized salt. You just yeah. cover it with salt. Some I guys do regular salt, salt and too. Everything. Yeah, um, and I cover it with salt, and it starts drying too. out and leaches out and everything else. Um, and then you like wash it in a bin basically, and then you spread this. It's like an aging stuff. It's it's made somewhere in Minnesota. There's a place, and I guess it's a common thing you get off Amazon or Shields has it. And it's like this gel you put down that's some sort of a chemical reaction, and it's not it's not toxic from what I could tell. And spread that out, and that ages it and cures it and stuff. Sweet. And then from there, just hang it to dry. So That'd be awesome. I'm gonna try it. I got two of them to. I've never done it before. I figure, well, I'm not out anything if I don't do it right. So. Your wife is so handy, you should have her like make some gloves. Dennis is strutting out. You want to come in? Strutting out there. We're doing a podcast. Are we podcasting right now? Yeah, yeah I would have invited you if I knew you were coming. How's it going? Sure. Wow. 
This is great. Danny, he is a gun aficionado. Very feminine, though. Only shoots at paper. Uh, I have blown up a rabbit before and a raccoon. Well. And a squirrel. Shave my ass. How and many rabbits have you shot? <laughs> One. One? Nine mil about two feet away from it. So what? we'll call it three feet, yeah. What? Dad killed the Easter bunny. Yeah, we went raccoon hunting and uh why are you saying raccoon? Raccoon? It's raccoon. It's raccoon. eastern Iowa. <laughs> we went rackin hunting. Rackin' hunting. And yeah, there's a rabbit and uh, one of the guys is like, yeah, yeah they'll take it. He's I got eat tons it. of rabbit in my backyard and I shoot him with a pellet gun Do you eat them? No. I just leave them the coyotes come get them. I know. I've so this guy just... either eats them or uses them for bait for coyotes. Really? Yeah. I want to try, try coyote hunting. After the nine it. went through it, it was just going to be bait. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. It didn't have any chance to scream. You ever heard a rabbit scream? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my gosh. They're loud. They are loud. I know. Loud. I did that in my backyard once the Gamma era fell didn't quite go yeah. so well. And then I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? I've got some of the demons. I think in 2019, I got, I might have got over 20 rabbits in my backyard. So I was up. I, I don't know I what your was. I gotta protect I, the garden. My wife gets upset. I had fit. Is you got a raised bed garden? Yeah. Yeah. They still get it. They still get it. Yeah. Say we found these. Um, they don't like garlic, and we got like these garlic capsules that you hang on your Put plants, and they're vampires. That keeps them away. Keeps huh. them away. They destroyed a bunch of my plants last winter. They always get in on my potted plants, my flowers oh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I have flowers. I like them. I just have soothe a, me. I have that a, and yoga. I just have a pellet gun that's... Like you got to marry the teacher. You got to do the yoga. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do some yoga with us? I'd like no, to try I just, it, man. I just think back to your uh, private yoga lesson you are bragging about back in the uh, the Pentagon way back. A couple I, years ago. I got that at a fundraiser. Yeah. And it just so happened I married that private yoga teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he leaves early. He's like, ah, got to... Private I did. Lesson. I got a mat and three private sessions. Thank you. Yeah. But anyways, I'd like to try it, man. I've never done it. Yeah, so I get a lot of crap about that. Well, you gonna bring up anything? Talked about something outdoors. You fish at all? You just drink beers? I, I do that. Beers, yeah. Oh yeah, that's the same thing as me. Yeah. Well, you bought. Well, oh, hold on. We just talked about this morning. Denny uh, procured some. What'd you buy? Uh, 450 Bushmaster. Ooh. Upper, so. I go, oh, did you send a stand? We're going to do a podcast with. We use that for hogs. You want to go hog hunting? Yeah. We're we're literally talking about it. We 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 should do it. By Jake. Well, Jake, we went ducking with. He wants to go. I found a place. Alec went somewhere, too. He went to Texas, but it's kind of, he said it was kind of a little bit shoddy. They're staying at trailer parks, mice and that. But this place here is 650 for two hogs, and it's 40 bucks a night for the lodge. And it's just kind of like, you know, rooms with like three or four beds in it. But Yeah, well, maybe. No, we lost some time. We lost about a minute there. So anyways, Denny, we're... Going off, yeah, it might went on sleep. I'm good at podcasting. So Denny said he was like, got a what 450 Bushmaster. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna go hog hunting in Oklahoma with Jake. But is this a place like you can shoot them from a helicopter? You can. I or they, the have, they also have the one where you can successful. shoot them. Uh, shoot them at uh, what you call it, like uh, with, with tan, the, right? No, like no, they bring their they dogs do out. Yeah, they do. Their dogs out. Yeah, stab them. Right? Because they get big, like, tusks, yeah. don't they? Yeah. They're mean. Hmm. So this is going way back, probably, oh, 
15 years ago, but there used to be this show um, with a guy named Tred Barta. And it's a hunting show, and I think it might still be on the Outdoor Network or whatever. But he would say, like, everyone's like, oh, you're doing it the hard way. And he's like, no, I'm doing it the tread way. And he would go out, and he wanted to go hog hunting. And so to go hog hunting, he's just like, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to wear chaps so I don't get, like, hooked with the tusks. And I'm going to knife myself a hog. So much they went like out. You, yeah, I'm serious. Much like you knifed a unicorn. Yeah, exactly. And Wait so they went out, and they, and they chase the dogs chase the hog down and then he comes after it and knifes the hog but this guy was crazy like he would he would hunt grizzly bears with a longbow and I'm just like dude that's just Tyler Friel but he'd have a guy with like a backup gun right that's next Tyler to him Tyler Friel did that he shot one with the yeah. it was a longbow with yeah. flint points up in Alaska Tread Barta he would do he has like a, he's the, got the coolest podcast man they sound yeah. like us god this awesome. isn't right. Now we're all like, Johnny's all live and up. We should grab a couple of them bush lights off my desk at work. Crack the bushel a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you have a bushel. Yeah, bushel. Still yeah. ice cold, obviously. I'll have to see uh, if I can find where it's at. Those episodes of his show were just awesome. Like, they were just great. And the guy, he, uh, he was on a hunting trip in Alaska, and he suffered from, like, a spinal stroke. And so he got paralyzed from the chest down, like, on a hunting trip. And then he came back, and he still continued hunting. He had, like, this crazy, like, off-road wheelchair and doing stuff and whatnot. But just like a couple a year or two ago, here he passed away. I'm not as late into it. I'm gonna save it. But I got Pruner gonna be on a podcast. Yeah. And talking about his deer hunt. Well, they, we're not getting into it now. Okay. That's a special one. That sounds yeah. good, man. That love sounds Pruner. great too. So yeah. Well, we what else like do we have four, for topics? I thought that did we was, cover everything. Yeah. Now we're we closing thoughts. All we got right, distracted with rabbits and about two minutes of radio silence there from my computer going to sleep. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks, Devin. <laughs> Worry about Kim Jong Un Over, overreach of IT again. Yeah, hacking into the hacking into the Microsoft Surface Pro Three that I got here. Hey, you're up for a new one, I thought. Yeah, he goes, we're taking it away. I'm like, I called him the Beto O'Rourke IT. I go, come and take it. <laughs> come and take. This it. thing's an information howitzer. <laughs> 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 oh, I got the world's oldest computer. The entire company got rid of Surface Pros, yeah. and I'm fighting it like I'm fighting oh, it. Still like, works. Fighting it like a libertarian, yeah. like hates taxes. Yeah. So, <laughs> real quick, looking to next year, what is there like even feasible for getting tags next year? I got a ton. Of, buy your points. Buy your points, man. I got a ton of points. Like I've been like even like after you apply though, they have that open area. You can buy a point for everything. So I bought a point for every refuge. I bought a point for every muzzleloader. Yeah. Uh, I bought a point for uh, Custer State Park, Western, yeah. Special Bucks. I bought a point for everything. Mm. So that's why. I the one I got is I got. You should apply. Well, you well I've got just, like. You can do Special Buck. Can you, you get points for Special Buck? Buck? Yeah. I bought a Special Buck point. You can get East oh. River Special Buck. The only thing is you can't hunt on public. Big deal. You're hunting on your parents from next to public. Yeah. I Why a Special Buck? That. The only thing is like. And I don't lose sleep over it. Some people do. It's like 140 buck yeah. tag, though. I'm going to try and go for, um, I've got, I, I forgot I had it, but I have about three or four years of preference for speed goats. I'm going to try, go I'm gonna go try to going for a goat. See if we can, there's no shortage of them out there, that's for sure. All their lives. They came back after like, winter and like all that cough crap or whatever they got. Yeah. Because they got whatever sheep or The black get. lung. Black lung. <laughs> Goats out there smoking Marlboro. Just came here and crashed his podcast. Danny's like a catalyst for making us talk like morons. I was an invited guest. I didn't want to overdo my. You can do it. See where we are. We're just wrapping up. We're at closing thoughts. Fine. You're a guest. What's your closing thought? Other than we're going pig hunting. 
Pig hunting will be good. I should come out uh, deer camp sometime. Yeah. All this point stuff, I don't want to pay any more money to the government, though, so. Oh, very little. We should. Yeah, we should do a hill hunt. I think a hill hunt would be really fun. You know what I think we should do? I truthfully mean this. Like, I'm, I've got all those points for Buck, and I'm going to go with my buddy back home because he's been applying in Minnesota and hasn't pulled the trigger in forever because he goes up north and there's no deer. Yeah. But, like, after that, I have zero problem going rifle doe hunting in the hills. Yeah. I would love, like, just, I don't, I don't yeah. give a crap. Just go out there. If somebody wants to shoot Buck, go for it if they yeah. can get the Buck tag. But for the rest of my life, I have zero problem going out rifle hunting in the hills for yeah. the doe. Yeah. I like it. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's my take. You want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. How about you? I'm Closing thoughts? I don't have anything else, man. Just bummed. Talked a lot. Yeah. It was very interesting. Good time. Some things that are probably going to traumatize everybody from PETA, you know, <laughs> like stabbing a freaking unicorn in an eye to try and kill it. And you owe me a never, necros because I never had one. I'll get one for you. All right. That's all I got. Laters.